Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast and the JV Podcast Network. The Bachelor is done, and Peter Weber has been put in a body bag by Hannah Ann, and he's no longer with Madison. Poor Peter, poor Pilot Pete. They're going to be cutting off flights here very, very soon, I suspect. So everything is just a nosedive for poor Peter the Pilot. But anyways, to brighten up your day, to brighten up this quarantine, we have an interview. An interview is back on the Joseph Orr Podcast. And my good friend and recurring guest, the snowman, is the subject. We had a lot of fun. We talked about the coronavirus, what he's doing, his time at home, how that has been, and how this whole coronavirus thing is affecting what is going on with his spring ball football season with the Tiffin Dragons. We get into all of that stuff. And then we wrap things up with a Mount Rushmore That's right, another Mount Rushmore. We did a Mount Rushmore of animals that you would least likely, you'd be most terrified to be hunted by, be chased by. And the fun thing about this Mount Rushmore was anything goes. Land animals, sea animals, real mythical creatures, everything under the sun, everything in the comic books, everything that is out there that may not be out there is all go, is all in play. So that was a really fun Mount Rushmore. So you're going to really enjoy it. Enjoy it. All of that coming up right now. But first, enjoy this nice, smooth jazz. The episodes in that series, it's great. Oh, I know he does. He does a great job. Park Ranger, man. Banger just screams everything. Tom Haverford <laughs> having to run along alongside the golf cart. It's too yeah. heavy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh my dude, I just took the greatest nap. <laughs> nice. So I'm a little little delayed on getting back to you. Oh, that's cool. You got your list ready to go? Yep, I've I've been thinking uh, I got a, I got a few. Oh yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a few. I got a few ever, you know, here and there. Yeah, what few. have you? A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Very complicated case, yeah. Walter. You got some of these, some of those. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. All right, Snowman. Why don't you give me the? Um, hmm. Let's see. Where should we start here? Who knows where we're gonna go along in this episode, this journey, this <coughs> story. Um, That's. That's true. Um, let's start. Give me the full inside story. Give me the update on Tiffin football. Let's start there. Tell me, like, what's going on? Is there any sort of timeline for spring ball? Obviously, spring ball isn't going on right now. But Correct. just tell me what's going on. What have the coaches told you? Like, what are you doing right now? I'm... Uh... I am at home right now. Right. I am. Uh, we we had a meeting uh, about a week ago, coming or this past Thursday, about a week ago, and uh, it was basically just saying, "Hey, spring ball's delayed till April sixth. Um, we're gonna have online classes. College is basically shut down. We, it wasn't completely closed. They kept like the dining hall stuff open and." And uh, we basically just had a meeting that said we're going to try and do as much as we can, you know, here in the next few days. And then uh, we were actually supposed to – so it was a Thursday, and we were supposed to have practice Friday and Saturday. Right. 
because they were thinking that we were going to get shut down so that before they could like come to that conclusion they wanted to try and at least get some you know little bit of practice in right and we uh we went to our team meeting that day before practice and that's when they told us hey we're we got to push everybody's pushing uh spring ball back all the they canceled all the spring sports all the softball baseball games and the what have yous and uh you know, we basically just got told, sit tight until April 6th. And then a couple of days later, our, our uh, classes are all still online. And we, we're now, I don't, I, I'm not for sure, but I don't think we're having a spring ball at all. I think everything's canceled. Well, yeah, you say, we, April, uh, yeah, you say April 6th, but um, I'm sure that's going to be at least delayed again because the news, the the bombshell that the governor just kind of dropped with this whole new stay-at-home thing, I think that goes, right. at least right now, it goes until April 6th, I thought that I read. Right, yeah, 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 that's, uh, oh, I'm pretty shit. sure that's when that is, so, so we're just basically... <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to cut end. you off, but do you know what's on ESPN right now? No, I do not. <laughs> WrestleMania 30 and the and the yes guy, Daniel Bryan, is just coming Daniel out. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the old Daniel Bryan. That's before, this is uh, the old Daniel before, Bryan. That's before he became the new Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yes yeah. I just got a that's notification on my phone, and I turned it on, and he's coming out, and everyone has their hands up, pointing up in the air. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> that pretty, is great. Shit yeah. I'm pretty, you have to get this shit. on in the background because I'm pretty sure um, – the uh, the famed member of the Minnesota Stretching Crew, great rival of BJ Payne, Brock Lesnar, is in this. Oh, yeah. uh, the Rock is in this. Oh my gosh, this is so oh, yeah. wild! WrestleMania, wow. Yep, there he is. There's Lesnar. <laughs> okay, the Minnesota Stretching Crew. Yes, but no, we we our spring ball is basically canceled. And yeah, you know they say till April six they'll reevaluate, but I. I'm not thinking that that's going to happen. I don't, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure everything's just going to be canceled and uh, who knows what they'll do. Who knows what the NCAA will do. They may, you know, give us some more days in the summer to, you know, get together, but that's all. It's all just a big mystery. And I really can't (laughs) give too much information because I don't know anything. Right. I mean, do you think there'll be a football season? I mean, is that, is that during the fall? I mean, is it too crazy to think that, these things might not just get played like the NBA playoffs that everything, you know, is, you know, everything's hopeful and optimistic, but I think about things like the NBA, like, I I think we might be in for the greatest, you know, end of summer into fall sports, you know, seasons of all time. I think they're going to, they might play the end, you know, their timeline. I saw a a rough timeline of what the NBA hopes, you know, restart the playoffs in June, June, July. Or restart the season in June, I think. Finish kind of like finish a few games in the, in June. Right. Have uh, July be the the you know the finishing of everything and start the playoffs, and then we'll go right in from NBA Finals like a week or two later, and we're playing the freaking Hall of Fame game. Right. Which I think would be legendary. And you know, I'm all on board for that. And I saw that, and you know, you hear those things when you think about the timeline of it, because really right. after NBA free agency, and depending on the summer of NBA free agency. You know, like last summer was really fun because all these different players were going all kinds of different places. But when it's a dry NBA free agency, I mean, it's really rough when there's just baseball going on. And that's 
it right just yeah. from a yeah, sense of I content agree. and just from a sense of watching and being a sports fan it the summer there really are dog days there's do, you know they talk about the dog days in the MLB season there you know yeah. there those yeah. are the dog days for like American sports, sports. fans because <laughs> exactly. up until the Hall of Fame game I mean it's really especially those like last three weeks that last month it's really dragging it's like oh yeah. my god like yeah. come on I really we really need and to get I hate, football I here. Hate preseason preseason NFL is the worst to me. I absolutely hate that. It's just like three weeks of games that are just so pointless, you know. And you know, it's it's all. And as a coach, it's great, you know, because you're evaluating guys that are on the bubble roster. But you know, as a fan of watching football, it's like I don't want to watch Damon Giuseppe Sheely Jones or whatever the the storied Browns punt returner. Hey, that was cool. Well, yeah, the story was cool, but I still don't give two shits about watching the guy play. <laughs> like, like I just don't. I'm yeah, as a Browns fan, I don't care. Yeah, I'm I don't much, care about watching all those guys. That yeah, are, you know, not going to ever play in the NFL past preseason. Yeah, I'm much more um, interested in what's going on in camp. I'm much more intrigued to see what the coaches and the players are saying after practice right. each yeah, day, rather exactly. than what's going on in the preseason games. I'll watch a few drives here or there, but. It really doesn't matter yeah. what they look like because different teams, different players, they're all on different schedules. It's kind of oh, like yeah, spring, exactly. you know, spring training baseball. You know, oh, you know, Lindor is not going to be in the opening day lineup. You know, he won't start getting more of his reps until the end of spring training. Or you know, one right, guy, you know, yeah. some guys front end it, some guys back end it. Everyone's on different schedules, so you can't make any evaluations, especially in football, on right. how your team's going to be, on what kind of season people are going to have. I'm just more interested to hear. Um, hear what people are saying that's yeah. so true and the only thing i'm interested really during camp is what you just said and then also you know hard knocks but i mean oh yeah hard knocks even i think hard knocks kind of got exposed this past season because holy shit how batshit crazy was antonio brown this yeah. past year yeah and hard knocks is supposed to be that you know film everything in training camp and you know it's not exposed but you know show what the training camp's like right well they did not paint antonio they did not show antonio brown being wild or crazy whatsoever so i think i kind of lost some of their credibility you know because we got not ever did they you know mention anything about his whole helmet gate where he was refusing to wear the helmet and i thought that they did i thought there was a little bit in there but it kind of went well because hard knocks anyways it, the way that it's shot now, you would think they would have taken advantage of the whole Antonio Brown thing. But really, the stars of Hard Knocks are never the stars on the field. It's always right. the Damon Sheehy, Giuseppe's exactly. of the world. It's, it's the guys the, that nobody thinks about. Right. It's the – who was that tight end for the Browns when it was the Browns year uh, who had the crystals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The crystals, um, yeah. Uh, Kajust. Oh, Kajust. Kajust. Devin Kajust. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, th that's what right, Hard Knocks yeah. is about Those anyways. And, you know, well, Antonio Brown really wasn't around, and I don't know what their filming is, you know, like what, you know, if it's like The Bachelor where they can follow you around 24-7 or if they yeah. can really only get you when you're at the facility in terms of what they can film and, you know, what kind of access they have. So, you know, if he's not around, I, I thought I remember seeing clips of Gruden and stuff commenting about it because obviously that's what – those were all the questions uh, you know, for him during camp, right? Yeah. You know, we're about yeah. Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, think, but I just didn't think that they, you know, painted him into be what the nut job he kind of turned out to be. As, as you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and it also um, really took off after, 
I, I don't know. It was just, yeah, that's it true. was weird. Uh, you're, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, whatever. Um, okay. Whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. So how, so you mentioned you're being at home. We talked about the Ohio governor. Basically now I saw someone explain it. They're basically, it sounds like sort of the same rules that you right. would be yeah, under yeah. as like a level three snow emergency. Basically, if you get stopped, if you're out and about and you don't have a good enough reason, like you're going to the hospital you're going to take care of somebody or you're going to the grocery store, you could get like fined or put in jail or something like that. Is that kind yeah, of what's going I mean, on until April 6th? What, it's basically what we're already doing. They, I mean, they closed every restaurant, bar, you know, gym. They closed everything under the sun that people, people could possibly be going to. The only thing that are, that are the only place that are open are, you know, the, the pharmacies and the, the, uh, grocery, the stores. grocery stores. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's the only reason people should be going out or, you know, going to their job or work. And I, I think all, all that stuff, it's basically all the same, but yeah, you know, it's not, don't be going and, you know, congregating in a freaking parking lot or, you know, just out driving around for shits and giggles. Like I think it's, it, you know, I think right. they'll give you their, your citation or whatever it is that they're doing. If you're, you know, out being a buffoon doing dumb shit. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, that's all just flipping. It's all just crazy, man. It is crazy. I mean, this is like the most, obviously, since I've been alive and things that I remember, this is obviously the craziest thing that I've ever been a part of. I mean, and I, I think this is probably the craziest thing that's happened in the last 50 years. Yeah. I, I mean, I the, never have has the sports world just completely shut down for anything for this long of a period of time. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't think at least yeah. I, I could be completely wrong. I mean, I think but. you think about the last horrible thing and we really don't remember it. We can only read about it. We were alive and, you know, get told stories about it. But even when you look at the last big thing in this country, uh, you know, when you look at like nine eleven, Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I mean, you know, I think – Sports were put on maybe baseball. It was during the obviously uh, in September. There it would have been, yeah, uh, you know, during the, the season. But you know, maybe there was a little delay. Maybe some games weren't played. I really can't remember. But I mean, they still right. finished everything. You know, there was still a World Series, and you know, I think yeah. I, th I think it got pushed back a little bit because that was the first time. Everything, we was, everything was yeah. Everything was like pushed back, and, and you know, there was a timetable. Right now, we have no timetable. We yeah. are just sitting in like limbo right now just waiting for one of these leagues to say all right we're back you know yeah freaking jordan return ret uh coming out of retirement for what the 28th time i'm yeah. back yeah you know? and as great as that sports schedule is that we talked about earlier i just don't know we don't we, we don't know anything it's i, I really don't know if that's going to happen because if the nba season goes on too late i assume because of this delay where we're at right now, the NBA season, and maybe this will be good because people have already kind of talked about rumblings before about changing up the NBA schedule, maybe yeah, making exactly, it less games, exactly. less games. Maybe they don't start until, you know, after Thanksgiving or maybe they don't start until Christmas because that's where the NBA right, yeah. really, you know, that's where the NFL starts to slow right, down so. a little bit and the NBA kind of shines. And that's when, it, you know, so that's when we really talk about the NBA season. If you're a football fan, especially, you really don't get into it 
until Christmas Day, and then you aren't really into it again until after the trade deadline yeah. because that's right. when you're following your team. Exactly. Like, okay, what draft pick are we going to get in the lottery, hopefully? Or when you have a good team, then that's when you're really battling for playoff position. Teams are either buyers or sellers depending on what direction they're going for the rest of the season. That's when contenders make some trades, buyout market, yeah. things like that. Um, so that could be interesting and, and cool, but I really don't think the NBA season, um, because of this delay already, whether they fi- you know go back and finish this season or not, well, you know it's going to get off to a later start. And the other thing we have to remember is this is an Olympic year, and I I really don't see yeah, right. I mean, there's no chance the Olympics take place. I mean, you would think, but you no ne- but you never know. You never. Some of these people, you know, yeah, maybe at true. that point, it's up to their own discretion. Now, I don't see the NBA like. When when teams are no, part of leagues, no, I don't no see like any of there. the big golfers going to be in the Olympics, even though some of them have expressed interest because golf is now back or in the Olympics. I don't know if it was before yeah. and it wasn't. Now it's back or whatever the situation is. I know that it's here now. And I just don't see the NBA or any of the NBA players being like, yeah, I'm down to go overseas and, you know, play some basketball after our season just went, you know, was pushed yeah, back. Yeah, be, right. yeah. From a rest perspective, and from a you know mainly a health perspective, I just don't see how the USA USA basketball fields a team, especially not you know it it, it might look like a team back in the day before the, the NBA players exactly. could play. Yeah, it'll be it'll be college players, but yeah, I mean especially with now not that like I really give two shits about it, but like the NBA put decide like is just feeling the necessity to announce every player that tests positive like like i just don't care that's not <laughs> you know there's bigger things going on right now you know you know worldwide or, you know hey, we are worldwide and i gotta listen to all these idiots telling me about how donovan mitchell tested positive and then to make it even better and even more funny they <laughs> they start interviewing him and he's on facetime or whatever and he's just like yeah i'm good i'm just hanging out here you know uh it just seems a little contradictory to what everybody, like what all the media is saying about what's going on. Well, I think on that's right good now. though, because then and you're, you're the getting it, is. you're getting it straight from the source. I think it's good that they're speaking out. That's kind of the NBA no, tries what, to. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I I think it's great that you know all these guys are like, well, yeah, it's just positive. I'm just sitting here isolated, you know, not doing anything. Right, and that's right? obviously. And, you know, obviously that's not the case for everyone. There's, you know, definitely people who right. are really that's, struggling that's, with this. Exactly. But, you know, for, from what it sounds like, all the NBA players, you know, just like you said, have been and, – and that's pretty – and that can be pretty common with this thing. You know, they said that this thing can kind of live in you for a while. You can test positive, but maybe you present no systems and – or excuse me, yeah, no symptoms. No, and, no symptoms or, and, or little symptoms, that, mild symptoms. I mean, shit. But back in the back in November, I think I, I got really sick, and I, I had like you know the cough, the fever, and I just stayed at home, and I was I was pretty sick for like six seven days. Um, I mean I like the way I've heard and read about you know what because I'm no me and you are no experts on this, but by any means, but you know the things I'm reading, I I wouldn't be surprised if I had it you know six months ago, seven months ago. But was it over just here at that at this at that time? I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's I think that this virus has been, you know, in America for a lot longer than you know people. I mean, it's going on in China, okay? But we didn't we weren't like you know completely shutting travel down. So I'm sure 
somebody had it and brought it over here before we, you know, started testing and doing all this stuff. Just, just from, you know, just personal experience and, you know, what I've read. It it wouldn't surprise me if it's been over here for a while and, you know, we just started testing for it. You know, you go and we don't, when, when in November, we don't have a test for it and you go and you take the flu test and it comes back negative and they just say, all right, well, it's a respiratory infection. Yeah. And they give you, you know, whatever, whatever medicine and you, you get over, you got over it, which was exactly what I did. I'm perfectly fine now. Yeah. And I'm sure I, it just could be, could be the virus. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, I got a timeline right, right up here. I'm playing producer today because my producer that I can't afford, I had to lay him off because of uh, everything yes. that's, yeah, everything that's going on. So this is according yeah. to the New York Times. So just be careful. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> December 31st, Chinese authorities treated dozens of cases of pneumonia of an unknown cause. Uh, the 11th, China reported its first death. Um, then January 20th is when it says other countries, including us, the United States confirmed cases. Um, yeah. Cause like you now I didn't have it because I had pneumonia and Valley fever, but like you, I was very sick last November into beginning of December, um, yeah. a- as well. And, you know, for, for us, you know, we're not completely immune to it and we don't know there's still a lot of unknown with this. And if people want to hear more, you know, listen to the, uh, Go go find the uh, pardon. Do you listen to the pardon my take with Dr. Anthony? Oh. Is it Fauci? He was he was incredible. Yeah, they asked really week. good questions, questions that are relevant and what's going yeah. on right now. And I think that's a great information source. And the great thing is, it's super easy to access podcasts. Go find his interview. Listen to that forty minutes, and you yeah. could and it could potentially save someone's life. Maybe not yours, but if you take care of exactly. your. See, the thing is. Like he talked it's about, not, yeah, it's not, it's you not know, hurting us. And I think I've about everything. I think about the bench know, warmers. Remember when uh, Clark is out there in the outfield? Like you don't need me. I'm terrible. Like no, we need yeah. you, buddy. It's like yeah. j- just because you can't get sick, Clark. Just because you're young and healthy doesn't mean you're not gonna exactly. get uh, eighty year old. Uh, Mrs. Donnelly sick that you threw that you throw the paper on top of a roof like exactly like every, yep. we're all in right, this right. everyone has a part just because you aren't sick just because you're younger and your immune system is better you don't have any pre-existing you know medical issues if you're out and about and being an idiot and being selfish is what it is and in turn you come in contact with your grandma or some random person who has some exactly. pre-existing issues and they're not feeling well then that is how this thing is going to continue. And this is how we're going to continue to be cooped up in our houses a lot longer than and we, should we probably should be. Exactly. And, you know, I haven't left my house. I'm doing my part in the situation. Yeah, man. I haven't left, I haven't left my freaking house in over a week. I, I think I, I actually, actually, I ran to Kroger's, but I was there for 20 minutes and, and I was on my, I was already home. For 20 minutes. Yeah. And, but other than that, I have been in my house. I have not left. I've walked around my neighborhood. I've started walking about seven miles a day. I just walk my neighborhood. Yeah. Because it takes, it takes an hour or two hours a day, you know, so I go out and get some exercise. My calves are killing me. <laughs> I don't know why, but, you know, just walking seven miles is doing it for me. Yeah, walking is great. So you're living out your dream of being a stay-at-home son. How has it lived up to the hype? Um, it's not lived up to the hype. At first I was getting hounded to, uh, get a job around here, yeah. but then everything closed. So that, that kind of shut that down. And, and then as it kind of grew, you know, my, my lovely mother, Libby was 
was more she she was I've she's been not as uh, insisting on going out and being out in public because uh, right. you know I, I got both my sets of grandparents are alive they're both in their seventies I don't need to be going out and you know touching money like think about how disgusting money really oh money my, is. I just wiped down all of my my ID and my cards and I've been I've been kind of paranoid because I did all that traveling I took like four flights and. 12 days yeah. for work and I was in these and I was in Mexico and I was in different airports and you just think yep. about like all the crap that gets touched yeah. and you think about I mean when was the last time you like like disinfected your phone like just think about how right, disgusting right. Like, your phone is you know I've obviously like I wash my hands probably six seven times a day now right now but and and even before the whole virus you know I'm I'm wash I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom or you know after I eat and my hands are sticky I'm always washing my hands Right. But, you know, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, all this this money that I have, the cash bills that I have in my wallet, how yeah. many people in that money's existence has have touched it and you know infected it with whatever the hell they got? You know, it's right, and it's freaking mind blowing. And it's sitting, you know, in a register, and it you know gets taken back to a vault, then put back in a different register and handled by different people. Right, like you know, you know, we we never think about these things, and you know, usually we're totally fine. But now that you know you think about everything, I'm just cracking up at all the well, hopefully, you know, I think this disease personally, my big conspiracy is this was started by a mother who couldn't stand her kids, would never listen to her and wash their hands before <laughs> dinner. So she started this whole thing. So now everyone would be elite at washing their hands and would take the full 20 seconds or whatever you're supposed to do. So, yeah. you know, but I think it's, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I was like, is like shaking someone's hand, you know, when you introduce them or when you go in for an interview, like, is that a thing of the past? Like, is Is it? I I don't know. Probably will be, you know, today's, today's society with everybody freaking out about every little thing. I mean, personally, I'm going to shake people. I'm going to go to shake people's hands until they tell me not to. Yeah. I mean, I think they're telling you not to. If we went to the, to the elbow, you know, yeah. The, the, the Trump elbow that he had and he went to shake the one guy's hand and he goes, oh, nope, elbow. Yep. And, they, you know, the elbow bump. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I think that'd be, it'd be pretty crazy. Pretty I crazy. Think this, I think this whole thing's a scheme by uh, big toilet paper companies. I think they're <laughs> the ones that created the virus. Yeah. Every, everyone's just, going paperless and they're like, you know what? You're going to see how much you miss me. Which is the dumbest thing of all time. I would understand everybody losing their minds over paper, uh, toilet paper and paper towels if this was like a diarrhea-causing virus. Right. But yeah, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, you're still going to shit the same amount. Yeah, like, I'd, you know, if, you know, I understand, you know, the food and like the canned goods and meat and things like that. But what if you right. think like toilet paper and like paper towels or whatever else it is would be pretty like – Low on the on wouldn't, my, wouldn't that on, just be on the norm? My, not low on the list, but like the normal place on the list, like on your grocery list. Uh, exactly. My you know my totem pole of of you know necessities to where when I go to the store, I'm I'm thinking you know like like milk and eggs up top because you know you you use that just about every day. You know bread, things of that nature. You know canned goods, all that stuff, and then it's like toilet paper. Like, like it's like paper. if I need it, I, I if could, I'm running I low, I'm gonna get some. Toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. Like I could last without toilet paper a lot longer than I could last without different food items in like a survival situation. That's right, and you know that I can based on some of the stories I've shared. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shower's a shower's a powerful thing. Shower's, but you know, it's all about timing in the shower, man. I'm telling you what. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I I told my mom about that the other day. (laughs) Actually, a little bit earlier today, actually. We were talking about it because we, we had that same conversation about like why the hell do people keep using toilet like losing their mind over it? Yep. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you know you just got to time up your showers and your defecations a little bit. You know, yep. don't go on Larry David's no defecation bathroom, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. That's a great segue. So I didn't even I didn't even realize because I was probably in denial. I didn't realize that. The season finale of Curb is well. That's today. Season oh my gosh, it's finale today. tonight. As we're recording, we are recording on Sunday, March twenty second. Yep. Wow. Yep. 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 Yeah. So wow. you know, I, I've read Curb has been my favorite, one of my favorite shows since you know my like freshman year of high school. Yeah. That's when Uncle Drew put me on to Uncle Drew put me on to Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, you know it's a show about nothing. We've talked about it. You know the LD segment of the week, all that. Right. And you know I've I've read a bunch of stuff that because I I asked Drew. Drew's the movie guy. Movie Drew. Yeah. I don't know what that, but he's uh he's the one that you know has is always informing me about movies and stuff. And right. I just asked him today. I said, hey, I know this is the season finale. You know, or he texted me and I was like, so is there going to be another one? He goes, as of now, no, but. He just Larry just decides when he wants to make them, and so then I started doing some research and reading, and it, I watched a few interviews where the whole cast basically once the season's over, Larry's like, eh, I think we're done, and then right. the whole cast's like, Yeah, okay, and then a week or so later, Larry's like, Hey, I got some ideas for maybe a new season. And they're like, Exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> classic. Yeah, they're all exactly. they're, they're all on optimistic standby, is what it sounds like usually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great! Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna be well. Uh, there's plenty of stuff to watch out there. So, and I'm I'm in. The, oh, I, yeah. I just started this new class. It's called Cities and Cinema that I'm gonna be watching all kinds of different movies for. I'm actually gonna watch one tonight. Gonna be watching. Let me look it up. It actually looks really interesting. Let me give you the synopsis. Uh, the Third Man, which is a 1949 drama the mystery. It's set in post-war Vienna, Austria. The third man stars Joseph Cotton as Holly Martins, a writer of pulp westerns who arrives and arrives penniless as a guest of his childhood chum, Harry Lyme, Orson Welles. Oh, Orson Welles. War of the Worlds. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. 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 Or, um, well, yeah, basically, remember that. So, like, what that's based on. Remember that, uh, that radio play yeah. that caused all that yeah. hysteria? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, only to find him dead. Martin develops... A conspiracy theory after learning of a third man present at the time of Harry's death running into interference from British officer Major Calloway, Trevor Howard, and falling head over heels for Harry. Oh, here we go. Here's the love interest. Head over heels for yep, Harry's okay. grief-stricken lover, Anna Alita Valley. Oh, yeah. And there's all kinds of like weird stuff in here about uh, like the sewer system. And apparently there's a big sewer chase that's like the famous scene. In this movie, well, so it actually seems super interesting. I'm going to be exposed. Well, I'm going to be I mean, very cultured. It's going to be tough to really get into that, seeing as it's probably a silent film. From no, come on. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> you know, I just watched yeah. uh, in one of my other classes, another black and white classic, one of the greatest films of all time, Casablanca. Casablanca, heck yeah. Great. I'm I mean, I'm t- yes, dude, I am so, I'm going to be so cultured, man. If, I, if I'm able to fly home, 
in April, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wearing weird glasses. I'm gonna have an ascot. I'm gonna be drinking tea, <laughs> smoking a pipe. You guys are gonna want to punch fedora, me in the face. You know, oh yeah, maybe we'll see. Depending on the season, <laughs> if I can find the right fedora, I will have a fedora. Perfect, perfect. Speaking of like new, you know, you or you're you know watching newer movies. I started watching Jack Ryan today. Uh, I need to get back into that. Isn't it awesome? It's Jim. Yeah, Jim Halpert is a CIA. Uh, uh, he's a desk jockey, but right is now you know thrust back into what is uh, we've kind of learned throughout the season. As uh, he was an ex marine. Yep. And he had a pretty traumatic incident that we don't know too much about, and he so he takes a job as a CIA desk, you know, yep. operative, you know, working in Langley, Virginia. And now he's thrust back into the field. So I'm only three episodes in, but three episodes and it's pretty damn good. So that's um, awesome. You want interested in that? You ready for Mount Rushmore time? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, you're the guest. You re- you uh, you know snake draft as always between snake the two draft, of us. Yep. So so, um, so we'll go back and forth. Yeah, we'll, we will alternate. Um, yeah, so you go ahead and kick it off. Mount Rushmore, we didn't tell, this is what we're doing. Basically, these are like, this is the Mount Rushmore, the most terrifying animals, like the animals you would least want to be chased by, hunted by, whatever. You know, it's kind of mono mono. Think about, there. you're on an island, it's you and this animal, and this is the one that you least want after so, you. So start, yeah, so starting us off here, I am... If I'm on an island and, you know, obviously I'm going to be probably in the water at some point, you know, fishing or doing something. Right. I think, depending on where the island is, you know. I'm assuming it's off the coast of South Africa. <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. But I'm going to go a little different. And this is, I think this is more of a river, river okay. uh, you know, fish. But either, either like a barracuda or a piranha. Oh, like a school of them. Uh, you know me. You know, could you imagine being stuck in like a river or water right. water hole, and and you got forty freaking piranhas? Oh my god! Chasing you down. That is not where I would want to be. Good, strong start. Yeah, that would not be good. All right, mine is no surprise. Yeah. We were tweeting. We were sending, exchanging messages about this one. I got the Komodo dragon, and that you know only twelve miles an hour, but these things are huge, like eight or nine feet long. Only twelve miles an hour. Yes. How fast do you think you're? How fast do you think I could run? Well, I, I, I know just, it's not twelve miles. Well, an hour. I, I'm not saying in relation to me. I'm talking about some of the other animals yeah. I have on my list. To compared okay. to, compared to what's out there, this is on the slower side. Even though for That's me, true. you know, but for me it doesn't matter. I'm screwed either way. <laughs> but I mean, these things yeah. are huge, like eight or nine feet, two hundred pounds. And here's some here's some other stats. The sight, the vision on this guy. Is incredible. They can see objects up to 985 feet away. Jeez. How about that? That is. And here's some of the things. Here's some of the stats and some of the things that they eat. Water buffalo, (laughs) deer, uh, deer, pigs, uh, humans. They can eat 80% of their body weight in one sitting. And we, you know, I showed you that we were going back and forth yeah. in that Twitter video. I mean, he had a full monkey in his mouth, just absolutely. The full monkey. The full monkey. All you could see was about, you know, the waist of the monkey. And it was just like his, his tail and tail. some of his legs. He was just getting yeah. started. It was insane. Yeah, it was. That was crazy. And that's what, yeah, that's what sparked our Mount Rushmore of uh, of things. Right. I, yeah. And you know, 
to go like into my next one, I I am way more afraid of what's in the water. Yes. Than, than what's on land. I mean, we've yes. basically seen all there is on land, and you know, you can be original and be like. Well, I don't want to be chased by a tiger or a lion. Right. Like, yeah, nobody wants to. But, you know, we're trying to get semi-creative. Yes. Semi, semi, you know, whatever. But I would not want to be – so so my kind of – this next one's also in the water. I would not want to be in the water with, like, an alligator or a crocodile. Oh, yeah. That just – that is – I would not want to be swimming and have yep. one of those coming after me. And I just would be terrified. You, you see all those. You see freaking Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Yep. In his in his element out there, you know, diving around, seeing like getting real close to these freaking crocs, and you just never know when it's gonna. Yeah. When it's gonna you know, whip its tail, and like the tail whips are like damn near deadlier than the freaking jaws. Yeah. You get whipped by that tail, knocks you clean off your feet, and then your gator bait. Not good. Yeah. No, that's Not a great good. and great point about the water. What's the stat? How, how what what percentage of the oh. ocean are we like totally like can, cannot even get to because the water pressure is so great that we haven't even discovered or it's no too dark or whatever it is i mean it's something like it's over 50% it's it's the the majority of the ocean we I'm just cannot get to I'm looking it up right okay now. producer aj look it up how much of the ocean has been explored Yes, good. 5% of the <laughs> Yeah, that's what I been, thought. have been explored and chartered. So 95%, which, you know, 70% of the earth is water. 95% of it, we don't effing know what the F is effing going on. Just 5% of Earth's oceans have been explored and chartered. Good Lord. <laughs> Especially the ocean below the surface. The rest remains mostly undiscovered and unseen by humans. So what the fuck do they have? <laughs> crawling around down a mile below the Mariana Trench or whatever, yeah. you know. The, oh, my god! I'm sure there are some terrifying – you know, I always think of the, you know, Finding Nemo classic, classic right. movie when they've got that – the little lights swimming around Dory and she's like, oh, it's the light, you know. Right, and, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden it, it, it brings it in real close to its face and it's that giant – Yes. Like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, the guy I'm with the light like, bulb on his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The guy with the light bulb on his head. It's, it's, either that, it's either that scene or in SpongeBob when they go down to rock bottom. Yes. And everybody, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was terrifying. It's, like, it's terrifying. I, that was one of those like scary episodes where like you see all these fish, you know, in the regular SpongeBob episodes. We go down there and there's all these random, weird, scary looking fish walking around. Like that's exactly what's probably happening in real life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, when you're in rock bottom, you, you're a long way from the my leg guy and Mr. Krabs and everyone. And all of a sudden, you're just uh, then you're sitting, you know, basically, it's a great comparison to what it's like being on a city bus like at two in the morning. There's just weird right. people, man. It's, it's just weird people. Yeah, it's like it's a Walmart on wheels. Yep. exactly. Um, well, what do you got for me here? Okay, here's my number two is a rhino. A rhino. There they, it is. They move 35 miles an hour. So that's that's all I got to say about that. That's uh, yeah. We, we talked about that earlier. The the you know just a rhino is just like how can you not believe in dinosaurs? Like, Look at that a, thing. Just think of the concept of a fucking rhinoceros. Look at a like, Komodo dragon. You don't tell me that there yeah. weren't there wasn't like a big like a big uh, one like just something like a flying version of that. Like a t it's basically a pterodactyl. 
or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Good exactly. lord. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Rhino, that'd be terrifying, and they move so fast. Unreal. Yeah, it's just a freaking tank on wheels. Yes. Basically, or a tank on four wheels. <laughs> tank on wheels is a tank. Tank on wheels is a real thing. I'm. In the... <laughs> All right, on to the next. My, <laughs> my, uh, my next one. Oh, my next one is is something that like I don't think we would really necessarily think of, and this has happened to me. Like I've I've actually been chased by this. Oh man. And it was not fun. It happened when I was like ten years old. Uh-huh. I was like scarred. I was scarred. Okay. I was, uh, this was exciting for me, but a hive of bees. Oh geez. Yeah. Is just, that's like way up on my list. And that's realistic. Any day you step outside in the summer in Ohio or any, especially these humid places, you're like, you know, I was just going to shoot some hoops or grab the mail today, but I might get chased by a hive of bees because you never know. There's just, there can just be a a hornet's nest hanging out. Exactly. When I, I so the first house I started, I grew up in. Um, when I when I lived in the hood and went to Mansfield Senior. Just kidding. I didn't actually live in the hood, but um, <laughs> I was riding around this little tiny tricycle. Now I was I was so young, like I was riding a little tiny tricycle. Like that's how young I was. Yeah. And I was riding it through the yard, and well, there's a hole in the yard, I guess. And I happened to just stop over top of this hole that I didn't know was there. Yeah. And. All of a sudden, I just stopped and, you know, I was like, you know, just doing whatever like a seven, eight-year-old kid does. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear Oh, God. And and I'm just, I like look down. And at this point, I'm like terrified of being stung by bees. Like absolutely terrified. And I look down and all these bees are, they're hornets are, you know, coming coming out of the ground. Yeah. And I I didn't move. I started like, I just stayed, I just stayed silent. Yep. And I, like, I could see my mom in the front window of the house. So I just started screaming, yep. like bloody murder, not even screaming words, you know, just a high pitched scream. And she comes running out and comes running over to me. And she's like, what's going on? And she sees all these. She's like, oh, God, oh, God. And yeah. so I finally just like barrel rolled off the off the tricycle. And and that and, it, you know, it was one of those traumatic scarring events of your life. Yeah, that, that's what lands that on my list. Oh, my God. That's a great one. That's hard to top. The great value at number three as well. That's great value. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I've never got chased, but really the only time I ever got stung. Remember, it was my freshman year. I think your dad actually witnessed this. It was my freshman year. I'm walking up the stairs from the uh, from the bottom field after a camp day. It's me and yeah. Big P before he quit after the immaculate return his senior year. <laughs> and walking yeah. up, you know, those little wooden stairs that are in the middle of that big hill. And there was a bee's nest in there and I'm walking up and you know, I have shorts on, you know, just camp day and I'm walking in and, you know, stepping on that, you know, big P and I, maybe it was a little big P a little bit more, he had a little bit more mass putting, pu- pushing down on the wood, but both of us together aggravated the bees enough. And all of a sudden I start, thank God I had compression shorts on, but I was getting stung all up and down my legs. I mean, I probably had like seven or eight stings and I'm like, cussing up a storm, you know, mother effort, this, this, and that. And your dad was just like, oh my gosh, like what, like what does happen? I'm like, I just, I just got stung by a whole swarm of bees. Like it was just, yes, you'll have to ask your dad if he remembers that because I remember I him vividly. He came out of nowhere and I was still, you know, only a freshman and didn't, you know, didn't want, I, I wasn't out. It wasn't my life's work for adults that I knew, especially, you know, before them being my coach to hear me cussing up a storm and so right. I was a little embarrassed at the time, but now knowing that it's, you know, not 
a big deal at all. But yeah, he definitely he witnessed the aftermath of that uh, after we were walking up those steps because that was uh, it was pretty painful. All of a sudden, I was getting pinched left and right around my around my unit, as Bubbles would say, and I'm like, I don't I don't yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think anybody would like that. That's yeah, that, those are that's definitely an underrated, terrifying animal to be be chased by. Absolutely. Okay, here's my number three. I'm okay. terrified of snakes, so a snake had to be on yep. my list here, and I came up with a viper. A viper. There we go. Seven feet long and a single bite. Like Imagine, you know, whether – I don't know. I didn't do enough research. I don't know if you could end up – if this thing could be slithering around by the water or however it attacks wherever it lives. But a single bite has the power to kill at least 32 people. Yeah, vipers. There's just no reason for those for those types of animals to be alive. Yeah, vipers kill sixty five thousand humans a year. Why is there like need if you're just anybody? Why is there need to have a viper anywhere near? There's not. I I don't know. You see, I don't know if you ever. I went through like a phase in high school where I liked watching like animal videos and shit like that. Oh yeah, those are super fun. Yeah, and like I, I found these like these people that they have like a snake farm basically. Like who what? the hell grows up psychopaths? Like, oh, I want to right. Like who wants to operate a snake farm? Well, these people have like obviously venomous, non-venomous, and they just get these like twenty-foot pythons out. And these things are getting pissed off, and they start you know lunging at the people. And I'm like, what about this? Like, what do you expect? Any fun? Right. What do you expect by this? It's like when people have like have a, a lion or a tiger and they let it live in their house because they just because it you know they got it as a cub and and it grew up with you. That doesn't mean it's gonna not rip your jugular out. Like what's what's the point? What yeah. is the point? Yeah, there, that's that's wild. Yeah, there's a crazy snake story, and I don't know how true this is, but at there used to be a lady that worked at this office when I was younger and I used to go with my mom when she would go to the chiropractor or whatever, she, you know, didn't trust me, wasn't old enough to stay home, blah, 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 whatever. But she talked about her roommate or someone that she knew in college had a pet snake and would let the snake like sleep with her at night. And, and and she, and she took the snake to the vet because it was like, I don't, I don't know if it looked weird or what it was, but something raised cause for concern. And the vet told her that, the snake was preparing like its stomach, its jaw, just its body to start eating her. Oh my God. Like what? That is insane. So yeah. So it was, you know, taking its inventory on, on the, the prey that it was letting. It was get, it was getting ready. It was, it was preparing it, yeah. for the feast. It, it knew that it was uh, going to have to, you know, open some room in the stomach. Yeah. And that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. I, you know, I would, I wouldn't surprise me. There's some weird people out there like that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Let something like that happen. And I love they have these venomous snakes, and they're just like, just like hanging around their shoulder and crap. It's just like, oh, Daisy's a little upset today. She's a little irritated, and it's just like they always <laughs> yeah. have like the most harmless names. It's just like, right. it's like Harold, Daisy Howard, here. Howard. It's like Howard here. The Howard the venomous. Viper. Eight foot, the the ten, the twelve foot king cobra Howard here yeah. is. Good lord. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. All right, what's well, your number four? Wrap us up here. 
Number four, we're gonna wrap us wrap us up here. I've been I've been kind of you know going back and forth. I've had my phone open for you know before we got on here. And yeah, I'm thinking about stuff and, and I, I, you know, I'm gonna probably go with a cheetah. Okay. I, just because you know I can get in a car and that thing's still gonna chase <laughs> probably probably you know <laughs> follow me. <laughs> that thing. The only good thing about a cheetah is they're fairly small, and I feel like. Now, this might sound stupid, but I feel like I might be able to get away. Oh, my God. <laughs> nope. That, that does sound really stupid. It does really sound really stupid. But I'm pretty sure, like, I don't, I don't, I'm no cheetah expert, but I'm pretty sure, like, a cheetah can't sustain running 50 miles per hour, you know, over minutes at a time. I'm pretty sure a cheetah gets up to 50 and then is immediately, like, cooling down. Well, the thing is, when they cool down from 50, they're still going pretty fast. They're still going 30 and then 20. <laughs> How long exactly. can a cheetah run? The cheetahs can go from 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. Their, to their, their, their top speed is anywhere between 60 and 70 miles an hour, depending on the cheetah. But the interesting thing is cheetahs can only run that fast for 20 to 30 seconds. That's long enough. You're screwed. Nope. How, how good how good's their agility? Can they go side to side? How good's their craft drill? Oh my god! Yeah, are they? I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it straight line speed or are they or are they you know? Yeah, like, you want to know if they're DK Metcalf, if they can just, yeah. just only run in straight lines. Are they lines? DK Metcalf? Or I, I think I'm gonna formally call out DK Metcalf and to a race, just yeah. like my uh, my older brother PFT. Hey. <laughs> Cheetahs, agility. <laughs> The acceleration and agile. So they're uh, they're uh, <laughs> the here we go. The acceleration and turning speeds measured from these cheetahs either match or exceed the known speeds of all other land mammals. <laughs> <laughs> they are so agile they can increase their speed by up to almost seven miles an hour in a single stride. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Let's just say well, they're they're forty cut, and their cone drill is pretty good. Said. We'll yeah. get everything I just said and uh, just stick with the cheetah and uh, and pretend like I didn't say that I could outrun a cheetah or anything. Yeah, like it, what I did is I basically – I just saved your life, but I also made your pick look even better in your head knowing just how – Exactly. What kind of chasers these guys can be. Okay, my yeah. last one, and I didn't preface this uh, before we started, but – Everything goes real, fantasy, mythical, all yep. everything under the sun, everything that's in the comic books, everything goes for this draft. So for my last one, I'm going with a sea bear from SpongeBob. Oh goodness. But that but you see, I mean, I, I totally agree with how scary those are, but it's so easy to all you do is draw a circle. And I thought, was make it a sure circle? it's not a noble or a square, and you're safe. But circles but, are pretty tough to draw, man. It's true. And in a pinch, when this thing is coming at you, how clutch are you going to be? You know, is it going to be teetering in that gray area, or are you going to come up with a circle? I mean, this sea bear is true. a grizzly head on a piranha body. That's true. And not, not even—I don't even know if it's a piranha. It's a. No, it's it is. A I'm reading it. Pound tuna. It's Isn't sea it? bears are a large piranha-like fish species with grizzly bear heads who are known for attacking. Oh man! Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's and that's what? about all you need to know about a sea bear. It's a piranha with a bear's head on it. <laughs> this is with, great. With gills. <laughs> Ways to attract a sea bear: waving a flashlight back and forth really fast. 
Patrick says flashlights are their natural prey. Stomping the ground, SpongeBob says they take that as a challenge. Eating cube cheese, sliced is safe. Wearing a sombrero in a goopy fashion, such as upside down or tilted. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I was in Mexico, I saw some kids that were big time sea bear bait with the sombrero. The sombreros and, you know, the, the cubed cheese. Damn it, cubed cheese. They are messed up. Sliced yeah. is fine. No stomp Slice on the ground. Oh my, oh, my God. God. That's awesome. That is that incredible. Is awesome. There we go. That wraps up Mount Rushmore. Um, Komodo, Dragon, Rhino, Viper, and Sea Bear. What was your recap your list real quick? Oh, the old Piranha, the Piranha, Barracuda deal, the, the Bees. The um, cheetah and what was my other one? What was my, oh, oh, the alligator, the gators. Yes, the gators, the, the gators. crocagators. Yes, the Ooh, There's one. There's one for you. You ever, you know, you ever like gotten on the Sci-Fi Channel at, like two in the morning and it's like all the time. Killer Croc, Killer Croc versus Dino Rex or something. Oh, do they do like something. basically like they, animals from different eras and like they they like talk right. about like who would win in a fight? Well, no. No, wait, like wait. There's, they have actual sci-fi movies uh-huh. about, like, like you know, just take, let's take the movie Friday the Thirteenth, or, or, um, or Jason, yeah. not Jason, um, with what's the, what's the one, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, Halloween, yeah, basically take Halloween, replace Michael Myers with a giant crocodile that is mixed with a T Rex, okay, and that's what the movie's about. Look it up, everybody listening, and you know, and you. Look it up. Sci-fi, I remember what, like always flipping through the channel and seeing it's like Mega Croc versus Dino Rex. And it's like these two giant animals are fighting in like a suburban town. And, you know, of course, the police chief, sheriff, is, yeah. you know, there to save the day. And it's Dino it's, it's Croc it versus Super Gator Trailer. I see it right here. Yep. There you go. Mega there Shark go. versus Crocosaurus. Like, yeah, there's some different. Yeah. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff on here. I might have to check that out. That's very interesting. That would be a cool yeah. co- uh, oh, yeah. show concept, though, if they would take, like, animals that would be good matchups and if they were, like, in a battle and maybe they're from different eras of the world and, you know, you yeah. take, like, you know, a T-Rex versus, uh, you know, something from today or something from the Ice Age or something like that. Right. And, and that would be kind of like a cool debate, you know, with different, like, archaeologists and experts and things oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, those shows get are. Your, yeah, get your T-Rex, your dinosaur nerds versus your yep woolly mammoth nerds. Yeah, let them go at it. That'd be, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. that'd be pretty cool. Well, yeah, this has been. So, how is being cooped? I always love hearing about you because you're base. You know, you're my age. Basically, we're yep. ba- you know mm-hmm. a year apart, whatever it is, and. But you have a different home dynamic because you have two younger siblings. I have two. I have a younger sibling, but mine is based is in college now. We're basically on the same yeah, level, you know. Yeah. He's kind in of, the same, you know. We're, he's in the same age group. As yeah, us. we're 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 interchangeable here. But you have two sibling, younger siblings that aren't in that same age group yet. You know, with Ellie being in high school and then Trey Correct. being how old's Trey now? Is he in junior high? Trace the, yeah, he's 13. Okay. Yeah. So like, and and, you know, because when, when my brother and I are at home and, you know, cause he's been so busy with sports and now that I'm out, you know, but I'm still working and busy. So I'm at home and we're home. So, you know, rarely that our, you know, we can just kind of lounge around and do whatever because we won't be in trouble because we're so busy with 
other stuff. And that's just where we are, you know, in life, you know, we don't have to be like, right. you know, our, our parents don't have to be honest 24 seven. Oh, you gotta do this. You gotta do that. You know, they kind of know we're going to get right. to it or we're going to relax or whatever else. We're just basically, what I'm saying is we just kind of get left alone, which is fine. And that's just kind of the stage Mine's we're in. the complete opposite. We yes. And then you still get treated old. and then you still kind of get thrown in with them, which is, which cracks me up right. to hear, but I feel bad because that's like not fair. Right, no, it's not fair whatsoever, but I mean, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure every, you know, when there's seven years, give or take, between the oldest and the youngest, yeah. I'm pretty sure in every family that's had that scenario, it's the exact same. So I don't yeah. think I'm living anything different than, you know, the next family that's got a 21-year-old and a 13-year-old. I come home, um, you know, Trey has to be, you know, told and directed what he's got to do, you know, do you pick up your clothes, you know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't leave the kitchen a mess when you get food out. Like, yeah. you know, normal things that, you know, you and I don't have to take care of or, right. you know, don't have to be told to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then every once in a while I'll get like orders and like, there's, a, it's just so annoying when I, the only annoying thing is, you know, when there's something that you, like you or I, we we're gonna do right. Yeah. And it's in our mind, like, Hey, I'm going to go and do this. Yeah. But then just having someone tell you to do it after you <laughs> are going it. to do it, it just, there's, I don't know. It's just something that just annoys the shit out of me. But other than that, you know, it's good. You know, I, 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 I do understand that, you know, they got to kind of put up the, the front of, you know, cause Trey, you know, grown into young adulthood here as a 13 year old right. or whatever it is, you know, you know, you got to, as a teenager, you got to kind of lay the hammer down on them every once in a while. And, right. you know, sometimes they, they come after me a little bit, but it's nothing, nothing too crazy or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, it's been with us being, you know, cooped up here for about the last week. It's been pretty great. I'm pretty good. You know, it's That's not, good. there hasn't been anything, anything crazy or, you know, we're all, we all kind of just, our house is spread out enough to where. You know, my parents can sit, sit up in the living room. I can sit in the opposite side of the house. Ellie can be in her room. Trey can play video games, do whatever he's doing. And we all just kind of, we don't, we're not on top of each other. So yeah. that's nice. But. Yeah, that's good. But yeah. Yeah. I, I assume, especially the longer this goes on, unless you just live in a mega mansion, no matter how big and how spacious <laughs> right. you, oh, yeah. you no, thought your house no was. Means, so I it, live in a mega mansion. We, we will, we see it a ton of each other, but right. we, we all do have our own little spaces where we can yeah. hang out. Yeah. I just think about my roommate's going to be leaving here soon. He's going to go home and I'm just going to be, it's just going to be me chilling, man. And I'm chilling I, like a villain. I'm just going to be pounding out of homework, pounding out podcasts. Hopefully I still feel well. I'm going to go into work a little bit, a few days, make some make some money, going to knock out some interviews, um, in the office for that kind of content stuff. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's really weird. It's a big adjustment and I just pray I'm going to be able to do some golfing when I come home. Otherwise that's going to be a, you know, kind of a sucky week, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, hopefully by the time, you know, April 20th or whenever, whenever that area of time you come home, uh, hopefully we're you know far enough out of it that right. you know, some where where our like mandatory stay at home deal is kind of right done and we can it'll be nice enough. Hopefully it's a nice week of weather to where you can come home and the golf courses are open. Yes, that's that's what we're all hoping for. That I can golf. That's all that matters. 
It's a matter yep. of national security. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, good deal, Snowman. Thanks for joining me, man. This is fun as always. Of course. It is. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm here every day, twice on Sundays. <laughs> I'm quarantine and chilling. Yeah. But, that that a boy. I know you are. Yeah. Doing my part. Uh, Just uh, doing my job, Barb. All right. Well, you keep fighting the good fight, man. Oh yeah, I will. I will. All right. See you, Snowman. Thanks. All right. See ya. Yep. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, and subscribe and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and I will talk to you on Monday.